Welcome to the Grace for Your Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry. So glad that you are with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Glad to have you. Well, we're in Matthew chapter 23, and we are talking about the seven woes. Now, woe is an incredibly strong word. It's actually sort of a curse that Jesus ascribes to a certain group of people. All seven times he says it in Matthew 23, it's directed toward the same type of person. Now, it might not be the person you think. You might think, oh, well, those are the people who are like, quote, unquote, really bad sinners. Or those are the people who never went to the synagogue. And those are the people who were outside of the faith. Actually, no. Jesus ascribed the seven woes, the seven you guys better watch out to the religious folk, to the people who studied every day, who went to the synagogue all the time, the people that on the outside looked perfect, but on the inside were incredibly hypocritical. What does it mean? You know one thing and say you believe one thing, but you actually, in reality, do something else. So here's the last woe, and we pick that up in verse 29, and the Bible says this. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He says, scribes and Pharisees, you guys are hypocrites. You say one thing and you do another. Then he goes on and says this. For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, if we had lived in those days... The days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding the blood of the prophets. So what had happened is historically Jesus is sort of jogging their memory saying, okay, you remember your forefathers when people came to speak truth, when people came to challenge the status quo, when people came to move people off the spiritual middle ground and move them toward action, what did they do? Did they follow? No, they killed them. They tortured them. They got rid of them. And so they say, now the the scribes and Pharisees in Jesus' day were saying, oh, well, if we had lived back then, we would have never done that kind of stuff. Now, how many of you armchair quarterback? Anybody? You know, you watch your favorite team, the coach calls a play, and you're like, well, I can see that from here. That wasn't going to work. Or, you know, you, you rethink maybe a decision your boss makes, and you're like, oh, man, if I was a boss, I would never do that. Well, the reality is, you might. <laughs> and so Jesus brings this up. He says, thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. In other words, he's saying, I know who you are and you're not really telling me the truth. He goes, and says, fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How are you to escape being sentenced to hell? In other words, he's saying, look, you're lying, you're deceiving, because he's going to tell them why. And he goes on, he says, here's why I say you're being sentenced to hell. He says, therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from your town. This is a prophetic word. Jesus is saying, I am coming to you, and you're eventually going to crucify me. My apostles are going to come to you, and you're going to martyr them. So you've just said we would be different than our forefathers when it comes to truth and people who bear the truth. But Jesus is saying you would do exactly the same thing. So then he goes on and he says this, so that on you may come all the righteous bloodshed of the earth from blood of the righteous. In other words, he said, because of this, the blood of the righteous are going to come on you. And then the final verse in this section, he says this, truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. It was that generation that would crucify Jesus, that would martyr the apostles and try to stamp out the gospel, but it didn't work. The gospel 
advanced. So let me ask you this. When a pastor stands up and preaches, and he preaches something you don't particularly like to hear, are you able to receive that? Maybe it's an ugly word he uses. Horrible word. Change. (laughs) Maybe you have to change. Maybe you have to change something in your life, in your family, in your church. Now, wait a minute, Terry. I like church just the way it is. But is it getting the job done? Are you advancing the gospel? Are you seeing lives changed? Are the people who come there becoming more like Jesus? Is it working? And maybe you get a pastor in who stands up and says, hey, look, we're not going to keep doing what we've always done because if we do that, we'll keep getting what we've always got. Pretty simple idiom, right? Everybody gets that. So we're going to have to change some things. How do you respond to that? How do you take that? Do you immediately go to the word to argue? Or do you go to the Lord in prayer to check your heart? Which do you do? Well, we live in a day where every church has to be focused, intentional with the gospel, and impactful in their community. We are losing generations across the world, across the world, to other faiths, other religions, but most notably to the nuns, people saying we're nothing. We're none of the above. So I want to encourage you, as the truth comes at you, check your heart first. Check it before the Lord. Check it with Scripture. Of course, you don't want to go off in an area that's not biblical for sure. But check your heart along with the process. Now, when you do this, you might have to change a little, but you're going to have grace for that journey as well. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you that you speak truth to us, that you bring people into our lives to challenge us, to change us. Father, Jesus spoke truth to this group of folks, and they rejected him. They killed him. Father, may we not kill your messengers. May we accept truth and change accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, God bless you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody, and we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.